everybody. Welcome to the uh, Clear Tai Chi Mastermind uh, meeting today. As we're recording this, it is May 29th of 2020. And the country's starting to come out of the throes of coronavirus lockdown, but there are still most places, a lot of places still are locked down and won't really be coming off until sometime in the next few days to a week, maybe two weeks for some places and like that. And the country's opening back up and the uh, classes are beginning to resume and ideally they're doing it with lots of protection. The way I'm doing my school is with the, uh, uh, with the, uh, when people will, will be wiping down everything from front door to back door that anybody would be touching handles and doorknobs and toilets and whatever else, uh, before class in between classes after class and people will be getting hand sanitizer. Hopefully they're bringing their own. When they come in the door, you have to put on a, a copious amount that or a good amount then. And then we'll have the face mask. Ideally, you bring your own. If not, you put a dollar in a bucket and because you can buy packs of 50 for about $32 or something. But the uh, anyway, so a dollar a piece. And then they put on the face mask. Everybody wears the face mask the whole class. That's how I'm doing it so that we can put our hands on and do things. And then on the way back out, the hand sanitizer again. Um, like that. It doesn't guarantee you won't catch anything, but it's designed to make it so that you're not sharing if you had it. Obviously, if you got a fever or, or any of those kinds of symptoms that are this, and they're all unpleasant um, enough to where, hey, something's wrong with me today. You don't go to class under those circumstances, and hopefully people will, will be uh, good and smart about that. I wouldn't want to be in a class jumping around doing things, boom, 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 you know, of any kind even in Tai Chi where I'm really actively doing stuff and I'm feeling like garbage where maybe I'm sick anyway. So, um, you know, hopefully that will, that will do, and we're doing what precautions we can. Anyways. All right. Today on our call, um, you've got me, uh, super clear and Art Don from the Washington DC area. Hey everybody. Chris Walsh uh, up in Maine in, in uh, Hollowell near Augusta. Welcome. And Matt Holker here in Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Hey, everybody. And Greg Nolmeyer up in Ann Arbor. And is it Ypsilanti? Yeah. Wow. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I have a very bad memory for things. I write down a lot. You can tell. Anyways, Greg, uh, good to have hey you guys. on the call. Up in Michigan. And Harry Legg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Yeah, hello, hello, hello. And is there anybody here, because of the way the screen is doing me, that I have not mentioned that's on the call? Okay, so that's, that's all of you. This is the way I put it across here on the Zoom call. Uh, thank you, guys, and welcome. And um, let me begin by a word from our sponsor. And so the, the, the couple things that I've got to promote for you today, one of them is the Knowing DVD, known as Dongjin, and that um we're going to be getting into things today where if you want to actually have hands-on experience with that in some depth and, and get that really going on that is the video that is going to pertain the most to what we're talking about the other thing that i'll tell you is that the keys to internal power are an essential requirement in order to be able to really properly do the things you need to do for knowing and so and you can get the keys to internal power at matt at internalpowerkeys.com. Internalpowerkeys.com. 
And so, um, and so if you haven't done a lot of our stuff or haven't done most of the things regarding the Tai Chi this way, you're going to need that. Um, and so then, and then the knowing. All right. So what we're talking about are the long-term study benefits, the learning benefits, the skills that you acquire as a student, you know, that, that you pick up. And I'm a student, including me as a student, the skills that you acquire that were not specifically taught to you. Because there are, in our system, there is a lot that is just directly, openly, here you go, here you go, boom, 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 next thing, next thing, next thing. That is specifically taught to you that in a lot of schools, they don't teach it. You're supposed to magically pick it up from the teacher and you get people standing there, been in front of that teacher for 20 years and they don't have that skill. And it's ridiculous because if they taught you the skill, you get it in fairly quickly. Sometimes the same right then, right there. Sometimes, okay, I got to put an hour or two hours worth of work into that. Sometimes you got to put a week's worth of work into that. Sometimes you might have to put a month or two's worth of work into that. Very rarely do you need to put a year's worth of work into that to have that skill going on. That almost, that's almost, as long as somebody's teaching you, that is really rare. There aren't very many skills that require that kind of time. That doesn't mean it won't improve over a year or two years or three years, but you'll have that skill and at a level of proficiency if you're working it <clears throat> within days, weeks, months, months being like a long time in this context. And so with that, even in our system, there are skills that I'm finding that you got that our guys here on the call and that are serious students, long-term students, people that are really studying that they pick up where it's like, Hey, they didn't get taught that skill, but yet because of the other skill sets and the work and the proximity and all those things, they're picking up these other skill sets and their practice is expanding and their, their own understanding and their knowledge is expanding and in ways that were unexpected or that they didn't realize were part of the thing and that they, or that one day they can do something and they didn't get taught that something, but yet they have that ability. And so we're going to talk about that a bit. And so you learn a lot just by being present and working the material when somebody is openly, honestly trying to teach you as we do in the clear Tai Chi system. The, uh, and especially when there's a focus on continual growth and learning uh, in the sense that I do and any of the senior students, even if they've been with me for 20 years, if you learned everything I had somehow in 20 years, the, uh, that you would still be going, okay, what's next? What is, and not next, it's not like a hunt for the next thing, next thing, next thing. What I'm talking to you about here is that um, I, in terms of knowledge, like science, there's not an end point not one I have found. And when I talk to the senior masters, the guys in their 80s and 90s been doing it their whole life, they are still picking up new things. They, new things are occurring to them, new things in terms of their sensitivity and that stuff that gets them to the knowing, that is continually expanding and they're getting actually better and deeper knowledge. And it's a continual process. Maybe if we live to be a thousand years old or something, for the art form of Tai Chi twin, Tai Chi, you would re reach a point where there wasn't more, where you like, you got it. You got it as much as a human possibly could, but it's going to be several lifetimes to get that. It is not going to be, you can't do it in a hundred years from everything I've been able to tell. There's just too much there to do. And so when I'm saying the next thing, it's not that I, that I'm skimming over stuff and leaving a bunch of stuff behind. You have to master the skill sets at the level you've got. And that is what allows because you know what we actually are teaching that is what allows you then to be very much more open and to expand that into areas that 
you didn't realize it could be applied that way or used that way or aspects of it that you didn't really realize were there that weren't, that it's hard to teach all the little facets. Um, it's kind of like a lot of people can drive a car, but they don't know the inner workings of a car. But if you spent your life surrounded by interacting with that car in every kind of way, and every time you got a mechanic under the hood and it's, you only get one car, and every time a mechanic under the hood, you're there with them and you're doing this and doing this and doing this and doing this, and eventually got into the how an engine works and what makes an engine work and different kinds of engines and then all the other components that can go into a car and including different kinds of engines and different kinds of systems and stuff. Eventually you become this amazingly expert mechanic at the engineering level. And yet there's always more you can figure out, you could do, you could process, you could create new engines, you could create, you know, all kinds of things. And the learning is a definite mainstay part of that process. And so there's a focus on the continual growth, personal growth, and the learning that's involved in, in part of that growth. And it's a process and a very enjoyable one for at least me. And I think most of the people here, I'll let them speak for themselves. Um, but you want to look at it like that, not an endpoint. If you're looking for the endpoint, it will become, uh, uh, and I've found this experience for people. I found people have this experience. It becomes a lesson in frustration because every time you get the answer to a question, there's three more questions and that keeps happening. And so if you're looking for the endpoint, um, you're likely to be extremely frustrated by this art. Um, and so part of that learning is including push hands regularly, ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. As you practice and keep playing, you gain deeper and deeper and more insights. And then the higher levels of the art do eventually start to become apparent. The difference is, is that there are enough things at the higher level to where if somebody figures it out on their own, they might spend 20 years, like I say, figuring out one thing well. And so if you did that five times, you, you're at 100 years to figure out five things. And there aren't just five or 20 or 50 high-level skills. There are somewhere between 500 and 2,000 specific higher-level skills taught in our system that are master-level skills that anytime you've ever seen it done anywhere, it was a master doing it because that's who has that kind of ability. And so it's not one person or one style, one, one Tai Chi teacher or one Tai Chi teachers. You know, it's not just the Yangs or the Wu's. It is Tai Chi twin. It's the art and it's multiple generations and multiple styles and multiple people in those styles who had different takes on the same and different facets and aspects of the same things and the things that they really excelled at and building, standing on the shoulders of those people who are then, who have helped to guide the people that they want to. Unfortunately, I've had the teachers for that and I am trying to be the teacher to help you get the guys here with that. And they are trying to be the teachers to help you to get that. Um, and so with that, um, a, a level of really getting the help and the education and doing the things. And then um, you're going to be there already. I would say it's safe to say, and I'll let you guys answer this for yourselves, that you've already hit a point that if you had to figure out what you know now on your own, studying with somebody who wasn't telling you anything, could you in your lifetime between now and the time you, if you live to be a hundred, a hundred have figured out where you're at now. And I know for me, the answer is no way on God's green earth. Give me a thousand years and maybe, maybe I could have figured it out. I think 
the only way that that is possible is if you're next to somebody who is using those skills all the time, then maybe. And overtly, you, you and overtly so that you can pick them, up on it. On yeah. some of them. But without yeah. that, I, I have no clue, you know. Yeah, you're saying there's no way you could be at the level you are now if they weren't like overtly doing it where it was just really extremely obvious. Right, if they were overtly doing it at a level just beyond where I was, I might be able to start picking up on stuff like that. It would be slow, yep. but I might get somewhere with it. Yeah. But if they just weren't showing anything, no. No, no. I get a little bit, I've, but... I've, you've had teachers like that. I've had teachers like that. A lot of the other students uh, and people that we interact with have had teachers like that. And the skill level that they have just stays really low uh, because right. they just, it, they, because they're spending all their time trying to, trying to decipher things that aren't being explained at all. And I know that there are skills that we teach specifically. I've got a couple students who study from other masters. They're like disciples under other masters. And they study from me as well. Sometimes the teacher knows that. Sometimes they're not telling the other teacher that because the teachers got students that have been with them for 20 years that I explained the person came to me and said, how do you do this? And I told them and an hour later, they're doing it at a basic level. And then in a week and a month later, they're doing it decently. And two and three months later, they're doing it great. And they've got people that have been with that teacher for 20 years. They're 20 years senior to the person I just taught. They haven't figured out the skill yet. They've been trying to for the whole time and they can't do it. And that, and that's just insanity. It's called, you know, as a teacher, if they want the person to really get it, it's like, look, the skill is this, do this. And this is how, you know, or, or overtly showing it like you're talking about. And that, and that's not happening anyways. And now a word from our sponsor. Mind over matter can be a confusing idea for a lot of folks. We just don't see it demonstrated that often. You hear about things like a mother lifting a car to save her baby that's underneath but how can we reliably tap into that kind of power every time? Not just in extreme and unpredictable cases, but whenever we choose. With the right instruction and a few simple drills, even beginners can get mind over muscle power in almost no time at all. My name is Richard Clear and internal power is what I do. I've been researching and sharing the secrets of effortless internal power for over 40 years. I want to spread those secrets far and wide. So I created a unique online program that gets results fast. The results are so good that I offer a money-back guarantee. Find out more about how it works at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you. Um, yep, anybody else? Did you want to weigh in on that, Harry? Well, I just want to say too many teachers aren't teaching the skills. It's just, here's another form. Here's another set of movements. We were uh, exposed to uh, master, uh, I don't know, in the last year or so at a, a thing. And I'm like, wow, what is he going to share? And it was, here's some movement. Here's some movement. And I'm like, really? That's, uh, you can get that from so many people. You're a you get that from a, the average videotape online. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. Video, so, video it can be disappointing. They need to share the skills. Yeah. Because the guy had the skills is what you're saying. He just wasn't sharing any of them. I'm assuming he had the skills. That could be a dangerous <laughs> story too. <laughs> Anybody else want to weigh in on that? Yeah, Sifu, I, I definitely had that experience. And um, there was a lot of training in my previous martial art experience that was very intense physically. And there was a lot of movement and a lot of really great words that were told to me 
but the, the, the deeper skills, I wasn't, I wasn't getting those. So when I started learning from you, I was able to look back on my previous experience and fill in a lot of those gaps because they had the, the, they had it in, in the system. It was built into the system. So either they didn't know how to teach the, the, the deeper inner skill or they didn't want to teach the deeper inner skill. I don't there, know. Both things happen. Yeah. yeah. But either, either way, by working with you, it, it just took everything I had known before and filled in all these gaps. And I'm still really, you know, new working with you. Cool. Well, and my goal is, is that by teaching you guys like this, that you can then also teach and that you'll have students that, that also teach. The one, the one caveat to that, the one catch to that, is that if you spoon feed somebody too much ongoing, they get used to being spoon fed. And then that can become a problem where they're not willing to do any work for themselves. And for what we're talking about today, it's that ideally they are getting a bunch of stuff one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, here it is. Boom, 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 boom. Spoon fed to that degree. But then also, now I want you to savor that flavor and I want you to look around at other things with that flavor or that, that, ed that education you got. In other words, if I taught you how to add, now I'm going to give you two numbers that you never added before and I want you to add those. You know, or I want you to take those numbers and, and I show you a little bit of subtraction. And now if I give you a more complex equation, you know, four plus X equals um, 10. I want you to be able to figure out what X is. It's six, four plus six equals 10, the, uh, like that. And so I want to be able to rearrange it in different ways. And yet you're still able to glean that because you had the education you've got. And then I want you to expand, you know, your, your perception. If it was cooking, if I taught you how to use, I don't know, a particular herb in a certain way or a particular meat and herb combination or something, I'm not a cook, Matt, Matt could say this better than me. I want you to then be able to make up 10 other dishes I didn't teach you how to make based off of the education that you got of how that herb or how that combination of things kind of works uh, to get certain kinds of flavors and, and, and maybe textures and or tastes and or experiences. Um, and so that's kind of what we're talking about is that if you're pushing hands, you're getting that education that we're talking about, you're pushing hands regularly and as you practice and you keep playing, you keep kind of questioning and looking and feeling and experiencing and how is it when I use it in this context? How is it when I use it in that context? What about when I do it like this? Or what if I add this little bit? Of, so it's, it's a wave like that. If I take this kind of a wave and I try to make it more refined or I try to make it bigger or I try to make it smaller or I try to make it more inside or more outside, you know, more overt or um, in all the different ways and bigger and stronger and faster and slower and smaller, you know, all the different things that you could possibly do with it so that you really own it. And it also, it begins to add other understandings that weren't part of the initial teaching, but that ideally you would get from the thing. So you practice and you keep playing. And then as you keep doing that with the skill sets, especially at the gen level, um, you know, with the, with the understanding of the physical training, you know, the Lee with, the working of the energy, the chi, with the working of your mind, the E and E skills, and then that using your E to direct the chi into a form, shape, or expression, jing, jen, jing, that, um, that you begin to really um, get deeper understandings and some insight through that progression up into the higher aspects of the art 
that some of it was taught to you, but some of it is occurring to you because of that work and that experience and that exploration of the stuff. That's our aha moments as a student. When Yes. Uh, yeah. And as a teacher, what I'm doing, and ideally that you got, I'm doing what I can to help you guys to duplicate it. They're on the call here and anybody else teaching our system. I want you to be able to do that in a way that creates, helps people, other people get into a frame where they also get those aha moments. And so, yes, and it's, and it's aha moments. It's also the, uh, that you're, that you find that you're doing something and you start thinking about it and going, I wasn't taught that. And I don't remember when I started doing that and that that can happen with bad habits and things you didn't want to be doing. That's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about that you're doing something that is a positive thing or that you've seen me do or felt me do. And you're going, he didn't actually teach me that. And I don't know if there's an easy way to teach it. And even if you try partially, because sometimes there are skill sets in this, that if you try to explain that to somebody, um, a lot of times you'll hit a point there where um, uh, it'll be just beyond their, they haven't worked the basic. And so the, the little nuances are just going to be outside their range of ability to get to right now. They're not going to be able to do that. It's going to be like, well, uh, you're telling me about, you know, if somebody opens up a car, I'm not a mechanic at all. And they start telling me about little pieces off and on and on an engine. I'm clueless. You know, I'm like, uh, why don't you start by telling me how an engine works? You know, what's supposed to happen here and why? Uh, because you're telling me about the little nuances, you know, some other little part of an engine, sprockets or something. And I'm going, I can't even relate to that. Right. But if I was knowing engines at some point, I'm going to come across some part and that part's doing something and it's going to be like, Oh, and when it does this, then this happens and, oh, uh, you know, like that. And then, and, or, um, as a driver, uh, when you learn to drive a car, you start doing certain things that really have to do with the fact that you're getting the experience behind the wheel in traffic. This is as long as you've been driving long enough to be able to do that. Okay. And certain behaviors, some of them bad habits, actually that, uh, but that you become a driver and if so you say, how, who taught you to drive like that? Nobody. I did it by doing it and by doing it and not getting into accidents and safely getting from here to there with my car intact, with the car mechanically still sound and, you know, just good habits, ideally, to get into. Of course, with a the teacher, then you are looking that if there's a bad habit, they go, no, 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 you're doing something there you shouldn't, that's not, a, that's not correct, that will not help you and that will impede some part of your progress. And so there's where a teacher comes into play as well, which can be done just by eyeballing you most of the time. Not always. Sometimes you got to feel it, um, be a feel the energy. But anyways, uh, uh, anyways, as a result of all of that, the higher levels of the art do start to become apparent. Not all of them. Some things still really have to be taught, but there are things that start to become clear and that you begin to pick up on. And I've noticed that with all of you, that, that each of you has started to pick up certain advanced skills. I didn't teach those skills to you. You just got it as part of the process of what you're doing. And so that, that is going to be true in the system. Anyways, um, does anybody else want to weigh in on that that hadn't yet? All right. The senior students and instructors are getting better and better at learning by insights gained from practice. The, uh, and continual team development, more and more team. You're going to hear me all from the beginning when you've done our internal push hands level one. You hear me start talking about teeing and feeling, and then at level two, even more. And you're going to keep hearing that all the way up until 
you know, the advanced, advanced, advanced thing, if you, you know, if let's say you're, you've been doing the art now for 40 years and you've got the skill of a 40 year practitioner, skill and knowledge of a 40 year practitioner, you go, what's the thing I should work on the most now? Ting. Expand your ability to perceive and to process what you perceive. That is the most important, biggest, most, you're going to gain the most from it. You're going to gain the most knowledge from it. You're going to gain the most ability from using that information. That is the thing that is going to be the most important, whether it's something you physically got taught, something you went into nature and saw, or whether you just kind of figured it out or it just showed up one day because it's a byproduct of everything else you're doing. The, uh, and this becomes knowing, dongjing. Um, and the basic example I'll give you for the dongjing is where you put your hands on a person and you can feel through them anywhere inside. So you can feel their upper back, you can feel it up into their head, you can feel their midsection, and this is from your hands placed on their shoulders or on their arms. You can feel their waist, you can feel their knees, you can feel the feet against the floor, you can feel down into the root, like that. And when you're first doing it, it's more like, well, I'm looking around and oh, there's, is that really where the area is and all that thing. But it becomes, you put hands on somebody and you go, that's his shoulder, that's his hips, that's his, that's his bottoms of his feet, that's his root, his root is this deep. And you know it, you don't just feel, sort of guess it. And then, it, and then the gen becomes knowing. And we do teach about how to do some of this on the knowing DVD, which I'll promote here in a minute. All right. So um, you also get insight and knowledge and better, you guys are. Uh, that are really doing this by duplicating what you feel or experience, even if you don't realize it at first. There's a, there's a quality there that I'm trying to actually get to. And by trying to get to that or by feeling it and going, that feels like this. And then being able to duplicate that feeling, then being able to duplicate the skill. And, and then it's only duplication at first. Ideally, then you make it your own and it expands fully into the skill. Um, also, seeing it, being able to learn by sight is considered an advanced skill by many senior masters. And the senior masters, when they get people who are visiting, there are other instructors and stuff in China, part of the reason they will quit doing things overtly, they won't show it, is because they know if they've got the right person standing there, that they can learn by sight, by seeing it, and that includes on the energy side, and that they can learn that way and that they will learn that way. And so they're very cautious about it in Chinese culture. We're not so cautious about it here in the States. Most people are not aware that this is a skill that can be developed to this kind of a degree, but it absolutely can. And it's an advanced skill. There's a level of skill where, as I'm teaching, even the senior guys or any of you who are studying for me directly like that, where I'm looking for the day when I do something that I'm going to explain to you that's much more internal and you go, Oh, that's this. Let me give me a second. And then you do it. And I'm going, yeah, where'd you learn that before? You go, I just learned it from you just now. I could see it. And that you may not have experienced that yet, but if you're continuing in your studies, that day will come. And I remember when that day came for me. The uh, it was in the it was in the 1980s, and I remember specifically when and where and how. In fact, three three very specific situations come to mind. And then I was able to do it from thereafter. As long as I can see the energy or the movement or the you know, whatever the thing is, I can piece it together. And Harry got to see me do that with a guy in real time that I spent five minutes with him. And then I was able to tell you exactly what he was doing and what he wasn't doing. The guy's got some skills. And the guy basically was kind of manhandling me for that five minutes because I wasn't interested in pushing him. I was interested in figuring out exactly what he had and exactly what he was doing completely. 
And then from that moment on, every time we touched, I, I easily, I didn't have to put effort into it. And I knew exactly what he had fully. Um, and, and so that wasn't quite by sight. That was more by feel, but it was the kind of thing that I'm talking about. And then I learned things from that that I actually put in the curriculum um, to help people at a stage of development from that five minutes of just interacting like that and then looking at it and going, okay, he's doing this. Huh? That's interesting. And so that, that comes. Yep. Go ahead. And you want to, I can tell you're wanting to weigh in there a little bit, Harry, go ahead. Oh, well, no, it, it was uh, interesting watching you because uh, obviously at the time I didn't realize I'm like, what the heck? Why is Sifu getting moved and moved and moved? I know what your skill level is. Well, I was trying to show you a process, the process yeah. there to take, to take your, that if you use that process, it'll kick your skills up another level or, or three levels just because you use that process. Right. Right. And then it was great to, you know, learn what uh, he was doing and then to uh, uh, understand and use that skill ourselves here and there. So yeah. Yeah, this guy was a, I don't know if he's considered a senior teacher, but he's a skilled teacher. And so, uh, yeah. All right. Um, so a word from our sponsor. So knowing is the video, if you, if you like the kind of thing I was just talking about, knowing is the video for that. Matt, is there somewhere specifically that they should go to for that knowing video? I don't remember. Um, okay, take a look at whatever it is online there if you can to find that for us while we're on the call here. Yeah. And then, um, and then the other one would be keys to internal power, which Matt is. That is internalpowerkeys.com. Internalpowerkeys.com. And you're going to want those skill sets in order to be able to do the skills prop, the basic essential internal power skills appropriately to really make it so that you can pick up a lot more like this. You have to have those things in place and they're well covered in the keys to internal power, which is at, internalpowerkeys.com internalpowerkeys.com and then the knowing video we're going to try to get you a link uh for that um if you're wanting the skill that i was just talking about a minute ago all right um thank you for bearing with us on that and um please avail yourselves of those materials and help support our uh, efforts here for presenting these um pod video vidcasts for you all right um And now, a word from our sponsor. Is qi real? The word qi is the Chinese word for energy. And energy is everywhere, all around us. Physics says so. The question is not, does energy exist? Because of course energy exists. The real question is, what forms of energy can human beings tap into and use? My name is Richard Clear, and internal power is what I do. After over 40 years of continuous study and research, I created a one-of-a-kind online program that my students are raving about. In it, I revealed the secrets of effortless internal power. The program has had so much success, I decided to take it to the public. In fact, the results are so powerful that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more about this incredible program at internalpowerkeys.com.